You're listening to Keep It Current, a real estate show specifically tailored for real estate professionals. This is a nationally syndicated show designed to help real estate professionals level up. So whether you're new in the business or needing a refresher course on how to get better at what you do, this is the show for you. This is a real estate show for realtors. The goal here is to help real estate professionals level up. We want to provide some good, high quality, actionable content for you for free. That should sound pretty good to you. I have Blake again with me today. Uh, I'm super excited about today's topic. Uh, <clears throat> hoping not to get too geeky, uh, but we, we we tend to get a little bit geeky sometimes because we are really the, the kind of team and the kind of group that really embraces technology. Um, but today we are going to be talking about circle prospecting. And circle prospecting is one of those things where it can really, really help your business level up. Um, and, and I mean, in a profound way, we're going to, we're going to go over a couple things that you can do to really help you turn one listing or just one sale representing a buyer into multiple sales. So let's just jump right into it because I mean, that's what people are here for. They want to get actionable content. And so we want to give it to them. Um, why don't we just, why don't we just start off with, I mean, the, the real the real basics. I mean, we're going to be talking about circle prospecting. Circle prospecting is one of those things that we hear. It's kind of shop talk for, for real estate agents. But what what is circle prospecting? What is it? Circle prospecting in the easiest definition is going around a specific property and you set up how far out you want to go and getting all the information, as much information as you can for all the homeowners in that area. So it exactly. could be... Yeah, you can either do just that community or you can go a mile out and you can set it up however you want. Yeah, we talk about this a lot in our in our team, in our group, in our organization. We're always talking about just leveraging one listing to get more listings. One of the things that we talked about just a couple of weeks ago, and it really resonated with our entire team, was converting one listing into five. So you you can have one listing and count that one as one. You've got the potential of double ending that listing. So that's two. Uh, what about representing the seller on their new purchase, right? Maybe they're moving up or down, but that's another, that's another sale. That's number three. Number four would be a referral that you get from the seller. Well, what we're going to be talking about today is the, the fifth uh, potential client that you can get or sale that you can get from that listing. And that is circle prospecting. So it's super important to do because, you know, a lot of agents, I think they just, they get a listing somehow, some way, maybe it's sphere or friend or, or whatever. Maybe it's a Zillow lead. However it happens, they get a listing. And then it's like, all right, we put a sign in the yard, maybe do an open house, just kind of hope for the best. Let's see what happens. We're going to get it sold. And, and that's it. Once it sells, you know, they don't, they don't think about postcards. They don't think about, maybe they, they go old school and do some door knocking, which kind of isn't that popular anymore due to COVID and, you know, so several other crazy things. But, you know, the fact of the matter is uh, a lot of agents don't take advantage of leveraging what they have to, to go deeper and to get more. Right. Well, and yeah. so, and we're always talking about growth. That's something that you and I talk about on a daily basis. One of the things that is so awesome about circle prospecting, anybody that's done an open house knows at least one neighbor is going to come by. 
So yeah, we used to go door knock like Brian mentioned, but if we're doing circle prospecting, we can let them know, Hey, I just listed the house at one, two, three banana street. And if you have any questions, call me direct. You can give them all that information because the nosy neighbors are going to show up anyways. That's right. Love those nosy neighbors. I mean, I used to get so bugged when I first started, I used to get so bugged when the neighbors would come over to the open house and be like, come on, you're not a buyer, but it doesn't take long to realize that you want those neighbors to come over. You want to see, you want them to see what you're doing so that you can get them excited about listing with you when they, when it's time for them to list the house. And if you can get their name, address, and phone number even better, because you can start to really nurture them as a prospect and can turn into something really great. So it, it really, it starts with this. I mean, really, honestly, circle prospecting starts with getting a list because if you're listing that one, two, three banana street, like we talked about, you need a list. You need a list of, of addresses, phone numbers, and emails in the area. You have to. You also have to comply with the do not calls and all that stuff, but we're not going to talk about that on this show. <clears throat> you need a list. You have to have some way of letting this group of houses around in this track that you buy and sell homes that you're in the business of buying and, sell, buying and selling homes. That's, that's what you do. You don't want to be a silent agent or secret agent. You want to, you want everyone to know what you're doing. And if you have a list, then now you you're dangerous because now you, you have a way to get the message out to people that you sell and that you buy in that area. Um, and so of course we have to talk about automation because once you get that list, now it's time to employ that automation. You, you can't be on the phone necessarily calling every single person. If you get a list of 175 homes and you get, say, 60 emails and 70 phone call, you know, phone numbers, that circle prospecting all of a sudden sounds really scary because you have a lot of people to call. You don't have to do that if you have automation. What are your thoughts on that? You have to have the systems in place. So yeah. if you have a list and you have all these numbers, you're not going to sit there and cold call 60 people in a day. You're not going to send out 60 individual text messages or nor emails. It's going to take too long. Yep. So most important on anything you do, as you know, you got to have a foundation. You got to have the systems in place and the backing to execute the plan. Exactly. Exactly. Just like anything, the first time you do it, it's going to take a little bit longer, but the more and more you do it, you know, your efficiency picks up. Yeah. So with, with that, with, if you have automation, then you can do really cool things with that list. For example, the first thing you can do is you can send out a voicemail to everyone. Um, I don't know if, if, if many of you know what sly dial or what sly voicemail systems do raise your hand. If you know, just kidding. Um, it, yeah, you cheated. Um, but it is, it's amazing. We all get them. Um, sometimes they're really annoying to get, but we all get them. It's just part of our world now, right? Um, we like to start off or kick off our circle prospecting with just that dropping a quick voicemail to everyone in the neighborhood. That's, that's relevant, hopefully. Um, and that is um, that you, that you, you know, you just listed a house, right? And so what that would sound like, I mean, in, in keeping with the spirit of being, you know, really actionable here, I'm going to give you like a, a sample of what a voicemail 
would sound like if you're actually going to drop a voicemail. You're going to have to record it and then add it to your CRM and then send that out to all of the people that are in. Oh, let me let me go back. We're assuming here, since we've done so many shows and we've talked about having a good lead management system and having a good CRM, we're, we're making an assumption here that you guys have a CRM and that you have a lead management system and that you're using it, okay? So once you get that list, that number one thing that we talked about where you have a list of addresses, phones, email, you're going to go into your CRM. You're going to import that list. Now you have that list. It's, you know, it's tagged either with a hashtag or some, whatever you're comfortable with. You're tagging that list, that grouping of, of addresses, phone numbers, uh, and emails. And now you're going to create a certain cadence of communicating with them and you're going to do it hopefully starting with the voicemail that you can use uh with your hopefully if you have a crm that that has slide dial like ours you can do this but what you're going to do is you're going to just a quick 30 second you know hey uh, this is blake sorry i missed you I, I hope it's okay i'm leaving you a voicemail he just wanted to let you know that um what's going on in the neighborhood. I, I just listed a property that's close to yours. It's one, two, three at, you know, one, two, three banana street. Um, we we're listing it for uh, 788,000. I'm sure you know the house. Uh, if you know someone that would be interested, please call or text me. All right. Uh, again, this is Brian with, or I think I said I was Blake. This is Blake with EXP Realty and uh, we'll talk to you soon. It has to be like that. It has to be authentic. If it sounds like you're saying, hello, this is Brian. I'm with EXP Realty. I just listed a house. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to listen to that for two seconds. But if you can leave a voicemail or record a message that's going to be a voicemail that sounds like you just wanted to quickly update, hey, want to let you know what's going on in the neighborhood. Just listed a house. If you know anyone that's looking to buy in this neighborhood, please let me know. Text me, call me great to, to, you know, to, you know, look forward to hearing from you. That's what you need to do to just do that first leg of, or that first stage of getting the message out there. What do you have to add to that, Blake? Well, I think being, you hit the nail on the head, being authentic is most important. You know, the first couple I did were way too much like a commercial. You, know, you sound like you're like, doing a voiceover. <laughs> yeah, it was like I was Billy Mays, you know, trying to sell OxyClean. Like, where it's here, just listen to the house. Yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> no, you just want to be smooth and as you are talking to a, a prospect. Yeah. Hi, it's Blake. I just wanted to let you know I'm listing your neighbor's house. If you're interested, you know, give me a call. And, you know, we have different hit or touch points that we can use the same slide voicemail throughout the transaction that really captures that neighborhood and that audience. Exactly. As you know, it's making you the expert in the area. They're going to be like, dude, this guy loves what he does. He loves this community or she, and they're very passionate about getting that information out. Yep. Exactly. I love it. And it's something that um, when you employ automation and you get used to, uh, doing these recordings, uh, they become so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of the gals on our team. Um, I won't mention that her name is Kathy, but she was struggling so hard with doing a voicemail or recording something that was going to go out as a sly voicemail because she 
she just clams up. But when you hear her on the phone talking to clients, she's, I mean, it is perfect. She just, she's so relatable and she's so good at what she does. But when you have to record something, it's kind of like, oh gosh, you just got to get over that. You got to get over that fear. Um, and, and, it, and you what, just got to do it. it. It's one of those things where you just got to do it. Yep. And you almost honestly, the first takes usually the best. The more That's and more true. you try and do it, the yep. more and more you're going to screw up and overthink it. You just yep. got to say, hey, I'm going to do it. Here it goes. You, you know, you talk in your phone, however it may be. Yep. Do it and send it. Exactly. So after you've got that voicemail out there, then it's not a bad idea. You still have, I mean, if you're, you're, you're sending it out to that same group. Yep. Send out a text. And the text is going to sound just like your voicemail, only this time it's going to refer to the voicemail. It will sound more like you're, you're, you're actually putting out a text that's sort of like, hey, this is Brian, just left you a voicemail, wanted to let you know that, 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 that. and you just go into the same script in a text. Um, you don't want it to look like a form letter text. So personally, I like to do all lowercase. I like to let it run together, and I don't use any punctuation, except if, if you know, if there's a place where obvious punctuation needs to be there. Uh, but I like to make it look like I'm just an agent in the neighborhood. Boom. I want to throw this out there real quick. And um, it's, it's more relatable. What, what do you think about that, Blake? That's pretty much how you do it, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, piggybacking off the voicemail, sending a text, it's something that I do every day anyway. So if I'm prospecting someone, they don't answer because, you know, they work a normal nine to five. I shoot them a quick text. Hey, I just left you a voicemail. Um, go ahead, take a listen to it. Call me at your earliest convenience. Yep. So it's us staying top of mind. And it goes back to when, you know, you start out as an agent, one touch with a client, if you're trying to prospect a new lead is a phone call, a text message, and an email. That's what we consider as one touch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how many agents consider that one touch because that's what I've been teaching our team for years. Yep. You, you said you reached out to them one, twice. Well, what does that mean? Well, I texted them and I, I emailed them. Well, that's yeah. not even one. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So call, then, text, email. And, and now we're so big on video. It's like, did you send a video? Because call, text, video to the same number and then email. There, that's one touch. You know, that's one attempt. Um, so you got to, you know, there's just a lot of digital noise out there now. So you really have to be persistent and you can be persistent and professional and not annoying. Some, some, uh, some trades, they are extremely annoying when they do this. If you just be your authentic self, you'd be surprised how much people will actually have tolerance for you hitting them with this stuff, you know? So, um, so that's sending out a, a, a voicemail that is a, a sly voicemail. It's sending out a text because it's, it, it they go side and side. Well, what about, what about an email? What 100%. The, what I think email sound like. Yeah, it's going to have the same similar kind of cadence as the voicemail and the text message because we want it most authentic as we can be. Yep. So if I sound different on the phone compared to a text message compared to an email, there's going to be some questions that are raised. I'm not a robot. You're not a robot, you know, and I don't want it to sound like a robot is sending it. So I try and have the same cadence, same kind of tempo with, you know, everything. Yep. And also, in addition to that email, you know, there's layers on that. So you mentioned the fourth touch that, you know, we're really big on is video. So when I send out this mass email to this specific uh, specific list in this, you know, circle prospecting, a lot of times I'm going to include a video of myself 
So I have the body of the email explaining, hey, I just listed this house. Yeah. If we did, you know, like on all of our listings, they're going to have a custom website and a custom video. I might attach that video at that point. Exactly. Um, or there's another time where I'm sending a video to the same uh, in an email to the same prospecting list like I did this morning. I'm going to send them a video just about me with a, a quick tip on getting your house ready to be sold or whatever that may look like. Yep. So you, there's other avenues and different ways to go about it. And you have to touch them and all three, all four aspects, because we don't know what their preferred method of you know communication is. So you you can't leave one out. No. Each one is just as important, if not more important than the next. Good points. Very good points. Um, and you can interchange some of these things too. You know, if if you don't want to send a sly voicemail, um, then send a video text. Or, well, or if here, you want to, the reason you can't just do one. How many people do you call on a regular basis and their voicemail box is always full? Exactly. I call, it blows my mind how many realtors, their voicemail box is full and you can't leave them a message. Uh, hey, 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 hey. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I know. you've told me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, just sending a, a voicemail isn't going to do it. You right. have to follow up with the text, follow up with the email if you can, and then add video into the body of the email because then it adds a personal piece to it. They're, yep. they're going to know, Hey, the, this person is legit. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the, what's, what's easy about this, or at least what's hopefully easy to wrap your head around this whole thing is once you have that list of addresses, names, uh, or names, address, voicemails, and uh, phone numbers, then the message is the same. It really is. It's, it's a text letting them know that you're about to list a house. It's a voicemail. It's a, uh, it's an email and you can get as clever as you want in, in, in all three of those. Um, but that's the, essentially it's just using those different formats, those different mediums to get your message out. Um, but it's not just doing it for a, you know, a listed property that, you know, that's just hitting the market. What about if it's coming soon? You can get that list and do a coming soon. You can do just listed. You can do open house. You can do just sold. So you now have a, a an excuse to reach out in that farm. Um, for, My favorite, yeah. My favorite's the open house because we know the neighbors are already planning on coming. Yeah. So this is their invitation. Man, the agent called me. He's okaying it. Yeah. I can come to the open house. You already know they're planning on it because oh, for they, sure. they're planning, you know, it's always comparing to trust. Hey, I have that same model. They listed at 900,000, but I want to see what they've done to it. And because everyone wants to measure themselves and compare, you know, what they have compared to other people. And that's a great segue to introduce yourself. So back in the day before COVID happened, you know, I used to go out and door knock, you know, at least 50 houses around wherever I was doing an open house. And whenever the neighbors showed up, it was cool because I had already met them. They knew who I was. It wasn't awkward. Yep. I knew that they lived around the corner on Orange Street. Well, now this open house uh, slide dial is the same thing. And it's it's putting a face to a voice, and it's going to help you build you know more rapport in that community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the coming soon is just like a just listed, but you're just going to say that it's coming soon, right? Yeah. Uh, the the we, we discussed the ju the just listed, but what about an open house? It could just it could be the exact same thing. Hey, I, I refer back to I know I I called you or left you a message of you know a few days ago. 
that were listing this home, we decided to do an open house. Here's the date of it, right? After you do the open house, you might reach out and say, hey, just want to let you know we had 25 families through. We sold it. Uh, we just went to escrow. Um, and your message, message can be, but we, we had so many families coming through that we really have a lot of buyers left over. So if you or someone you know look is looking to sell in this neighborhood, it's obviously, it's obviously a hot one. And I have a huge list of buyers. So please call me. And then you can let that die out for a while. You can email slide dial and, and leave a text or even another video after it's actually closed. Hey, it's Brian again. Um, just want to let you know, we finally closed that house. Now you can tell them how much it sold for. Now you, it's public records. Now you can say that home that we listed for $788,000 did sell for 1.7 million. Um, or whatever the number is, right? It's not too far off these days. Um, it did sell, and here's what it sold for. And and uh, again, just as a reminder, we have a lot of buyers that are looking into this neighborhood. Um, so as you can see, it's a it's it's a great time to at least have a conversation about selling your home. So when you do this with your video, with your slide aisle, with your email, your text, and you're all doing it with automation. It's, it's so easy. It's something that we should not be afraid of. We no, should not, you know, uh, the run. Tools are there. Well, the, the tools are there. The most expensive, the most time consuming part is setting up the, the system. And yeah. once the system is up and running, so I have how I operate this is after my four touches coming soon, just listed open house and just sold. Well, I don't want these people to forget who I am because they might not be ready today, but they may be ready in May. So yep. what do they do? Well, they go in, you know, they're already categorized into a specific bucket. Mm -hmm. They go into a little bit of a soft touch um, drip campaign that is going to carry over for a, a portion of time. Because yeah. if you're not always prospecting, you're out of business. That's right. And, you know, you have the list. That is your golden ticket to continue contacting. And, you know, you take this, boom, boom, you're hitting it hard while the house is hitting the market in escrow and just sold. Well, you don't want to give up that list. You don't want to stop because you'd never know when someone's going to raise their hand. Yeah. So you put them in more of a, a soft touch, but you want to stay top of mind. Yep. And that's why, like, we created top of mind campaigns that are just for our sphere. So when when this is done, when you've already kind of exhausted this circle prospecting around this one, two, three Main Street house that you listed, now what do you do with this list? Do you just throw it away, delete them out of your contacts? Heck no. You're gonna you're going to nurture that client that put that prospect until they buy or okay. die, <laughs> right? So, and and now you're just gonna you're not going to really do anything except for stay top of mind with good information. Look, if they don't want the information, they can they can unsubscribe or they can just you know oops, excuse me they can just not pay attention to it. Um, but but you have now a list. And you're growing with each time you list and sell a home or 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 what have you. You you're you're growing a database of people that just end up in your sphere and you just continue to give them good information and good insights with a, another form of automation that's just part of your CRM. You're just building this database. And that is really probably the best way to grow your business and grow it fast. Uh, before we go into the pro tip, I want to remind people too. When you remind all of you that are listening to this, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're listening live on Facebook, 
or maybe you're checking us out on uh, on the YouTube channel, whatever. I want to remind you that you it, you don't have to have a listing to do this. Maybe you're a newer agent and you don't have any listings. You haven't even had a listing yet ever. Well, you can still leverage. Oh, hey, Garrett, how's it going? You can still leverage um, this these techniques by you know with with a property that you sold by representing the buyer. So if one two three Main Street just sold because you represented the buyer, there's no difference in in the campaign other than a little bit of wording. Instead of saying um, I listed this home, just say. I just sold a home at blah, 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 because you did sell it, right? Okay. It's, I mean, it's just a little tweaking in the verbiage, but you can still do this whole process while you're, where you're doing a sly voicemail, a text, an email, and, and building a, a sense of urgency that now's a good time to sell, so call me. You're still going after listings, but you can go after listings after having just closed with a buyer. So but I think that, that, I think that's really, really important because as there are so many renters out there. Yeah. Renters don't know the difference between a listing agent and buyer's agent. Yeah. Some people might think, hey, that person just sells houses. They're just listing that they can't rep represent me on the buy side. So yeah. if you're doing houses that you just represented the buyer on and there's renters in that neighborhood, they can say, hey, I want to go purchase. Can you help me put it in context? Yep. So it, it does definitely gives you a lot more credibility in the area. And it's going to help you as a newer agent build your database because without a database, you know, we don't have any clientele. That's exactly right. Um, let's touch on one last thing real quick. Postcards. Postcards yeah. are also something that you can do with this, you know, uh, circle prospecting. Now it can get pricey. So you want to be careful. I mean, it's, you want to make sure that if you're going to do postcards and you happen to get 175 or 200, you know, uh, let's just say addresses, just addresses, um, <clears throat> names and addresses, Look, they're not all going to be um, as as relevant. They may, maybe they just moved in. Maybe they don't have equity. Maybe there's, you know, if you're going to do a postcard campaign, I would make sure that you focus on a, not only just getting a list, but getting a list of of homes in that neighborhood that have equity that have been in there for a certain amount of time that are likely to move based on data that we have available to us, um, and where we like to get that data is from our title company. So a lot of the information that we're talking about here, we get from our title company. So you might be stressing out a little bit like, gosh, you guys seem like you're just genius. You get all these lists. How do you get a list, right? Well, if you're working with a good title company that knows how to use a lot of tools um, and it has those tools as maybe perhaps a unique selling proposition, um, they can get you lists. They can get you these things. They can get you phone numbers and emails and all of that. So don't stress out on how to, how to get that list because you can, you can partner with people that can get you that. And oftentimes for very low fee, if not free. Uh, but, but uh, in, in doing that, you want to make sure you get a list of the most relevant movers uh, or potential movers. If you're going to be sending out postcards, because those can cost you a buck or so per, you know? Um, so, Anything else, Blake? I think we pretty much exhausted circle prospecting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I think is when you are building out your affiliate team, you know, knowing what things that they can offer is yeah. going to help grow your business. Because Definitely. if your business is growing, their business is growing. So part who you partner with 
is definitely going to help everybody out. No doubt. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces that, uh, you know, has helped us with our growth, but also, you know, no matter where you're at in your business, having a affiliate team that's going to help you is, is really going to help, you know, you raise your ceiling as high as you want. Exactly. Love it. Um, we always like to end these shows with a pro tip, just something that is kind of like, Oh, by the way, pro tip. And we already touched on it a little bit, but, uh, it has to be, be authentic in your emails, in your texts, in, and especially in your voicemail, you gotta be authentic. Don't, don't, uh, get all upset with yourself. If you said, um, or, or didn't <laughs> flow like you should have sounded, you know, whether you're doing a, 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 you know, if it's a voicemail or if it's a text, well, text, you can, you can edit, but if it's a voicemail or if it's a, a quick video saying, Hey, this is Brian. I want to let you know that I've just listened this home beat that's behind me that it, and you're just doing that kind of thing. Just be authentic. It's okay to make mistakes. That's what, that's why, um, agents are in, in not just agents, but in, in most fields right now in sales, people are, are really, moving away from that super polished type of, of delivery and more just the authentic. They want to know who you are and they want to know, they, they got to know, like, and trust you. And so they're going to trust you more if you're just more authentic. So I think we covered it all. Yeah. Don't try and be perfect. Just get it done. Exactly. If you guys have any questions about this stuff, reach out to us. You can uh, get us, you know, through Facebook. Uh, you can reach us through uh, the podcast Um, easily through YouTube as well. Love to help you guys out with this. Until then, we will catch you on the next one. 